RPS. Live from Premier Beta Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome again to Radio Primavera Sound, um, and we have another fabulous live interview to bring uh, bring you now. We have with us everyone's favorite electroacoustic adventurer, uh, Katharina Barbieri. How are you doing? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you. I, I hope that that uh, description worked for you. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, and I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but uh, apologies, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. What is electroacoustic? composition which you studied? Well, it's uh, electronic music, basically, but this expression is uh, a bit academic. It sounds a bit academic <laughs> because uh, in the academic tradition, electronic music is also intertwined with like acoustic instruments and manipulation of acoustic sounds. But I mostly work with electronic music, like pure, pure electronic music. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because a lot of people study Maybe I've got this wrong, but a lot of people study music and these kind of aspects of music. But as far as I know, not many of them go on that actually make their own music and, and kind of have success with it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people who have like academic background sort of ends up like uh, teaching in universities and or like being a composer, but uh, presenting their work in a more institutional sort of word, like concert halls and festival of instrumental music. But um, in my case, I get to present my music in a more uh, like variety of contexts, like, uh, like clubs or festivals or concert halls or even art galleries. So it's a very like uh, diverse, the kind of output um, uh, of this music. Yeah, you've been studying music for a long time, but how did your music journey, as in this is going to be my life, um, start? How old were you? And um, uh, I think that happened when I moved to Sweden from Italy. I, I went there as an Erasmus student, and uh, I was like maybe twenty-two years old, and I was studying electronic music. Uh, but um, like that's where I started working with analog modular synthesizers and uh, uh, the teaching approach there was very different. And uh, uh, that's when I really started like doing my own music and um, started thinking, okay, I can do this as a, you know, as like my life job. And then it all happened just very naturally. And, uh, um, and uh, yeah, and then I kept going. <laughs> I was trying to explain to someone um, who doesn't particularly know like what modular synths are and what the appeal of them is. And I kind of, I came up a bit short, to be honest. Um, what What is the appeal of, of modular synths? Because people love them. And they absolutely love them. When people, it seems to me that when people get into modular synths, there's no going back. It's, like, it's an <laughs> obsession and soon you've got like Definitely. three rooms. Yeah, there's been a huge like resurgence of uh, modular synthesizers because uh, I mean like the design of this instruments is pretty old actually. Uh, so the first instrument that I started like playing with was actually a bukla, which is an analog synthesizer from the 70s. But then a few years ago, there has been like a huge comeback of modulars. I what I like of modulars is that they are like wild beasts. Like a lot of unpredictable stuff just happen beyond your control. So it's a bit like life, you know. Like life is chaos, and it's too beautiful to tame it or fully dominate it. And <laughs> these musical instruments are a bit like life. 
life. Like there's a lot of stuff just happening, like, you know, random shit. And I, I, I personally, personally never read a manual. <laughs> Ah, so you're not a manual like reader. <laughs> <laughs> not even if like there's something going wrong, you won't. You're a reader. Be like, I can work it out. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like finding my way to make it work. But as you said, it's also an obsession and a sort of fetishism. And that aspect I don't like much about the modular community, like buying a lot of gear. And I am not like that. I just have a very small, self-contained setup. And do, do modular synths occasionally send you mad when they can't, when you just, <laughs> some, something's going wrong and... Yeah, man, like, especially like, because they're very sensitive in terms of electricity because they are like, you know, this real living organism made of electricity. And when you perform in a certain venue where there are some problems, maybe with the grounding issue or whatever, like the modular just goes crazy. And once like my modular was going crazy during a sound check, for example, and like I, I didn't know what was going wrong. Like the pitch was suddenly raise, r- rising and like going up. And then I realized that every time like my phone was getting a message on WhatsApp, like the modular was like reacting in a weird way. But it took like one hour to find out like oh. that. It was just a WhatsApp messages like making my modular going crazy. <laughs> so you're playing today at the toast stage at 9.20. I hope nothing wrong <laughs> happened. Like no, no more, me too. Don't WhatsApp, Katarina, during the... <laughs> no, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I always use the flight mode now. <laughs> yeah. Great tip. What can we expect from the set you'll be doing tonight? Um, I Yeah, it would be mostly like uh, modular <laughs> synthesizers, some vocals, and uh, that's it. It's very immersive and um, um, I work with like usually fast patterns, but also very slow melodies. So it goes up and down in terms of climaxes. And uh, it will be a mix of music from the new album, but also a couple of pieces from old uh, stuff. Because <laughs> I saw you, I think it was Mutech Spain a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was a very beautiful experience. It was an afternoon. Um, and I remember it as being quite, quite relaxing. Yeah, that set, I remember that set. It was in the afternoon here in Barcelona. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, relaxing, but there are some moments where there's, you know, a lot of movements. I don't use beats or drums, but still I use fast, like, intricated and interlocked patterns. So there is still some sort of, you know, energy and movement. Um, yeah. I mean... Talking of which, um, your new album, Spirit Exit, which I have uh, been lucky enough to uh, be able to listen to. <laughs> uh, I was very pleased. Um, it's an excellent new album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's your first solo work to feature strings, guitar and vocals. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So did you decide to do that? Like, was it a decision from the start or did it just come to you? <laughs> it just came to me because um, it's the first album that I actually composed in my studio at home during the pandemics because the previous albums were always composed while I was touring. So I had more time to experiment with different instruments. So I just decided to expand the, like, you know, timbre palette and add more of these acoustic instruments and, like, vocals and guitar. But it just napped. Yeah, happened naturally. I, I felt I had reached the limit with the modular synth and wanted to expand my sonic universe. So, I mean, for me, it feels very wide open. Was, was that conscious? Like, because we're all stuck inside. We're constantly trying to create something that's big and kind of 
gone beyond the damn room we were all stuck in for three months. Definitely. Like, and uh, I composed that album during like an extreme time of isolation at home. Like for two months, I literally never left my house because I was in Milan, uh, which was, you know, the hotspot of the pandemics in the beginning. So music for me was the only way to expand my horizons and sort of travel in time and space when movement in the outside world was completely forbidden and like, um, yeah, negated. So yeah, you're right. Music was a sort of portal for me <laughs> during those days. Yeah. One, one of the highlights of the new record is Broken Melody. And mm -hmm. I have heard it called a uh, hyper pop song. <laughs> is that something you agree with? Or? No. No, okay. Not at all. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand why people can use that expression, but I come from a very different background. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it has a poppy vibe in a sense because there are vocals and there is more of a song format. But the foundations of that song uh, are, you know, in my previous work, which is more about just like the use of repetitive patterns. And then the voice is an extension of the modular synth. So I, I perceive it more in that way. But I'm fine with whatever expression people use. Uh, I just don't personally connect too much with that. Right. <laughs> so you, you mentioned repetition. Um, and again, I think this is going back. Uh, I have read that your work, uh, and I'm going to have to quote it, excuse me, explores consciousness <laughs> and the psychoacoustic effects of repetition. Yeah. Now, uh, this, this might be too open a question, but how does repetition in music affect us as, as human beings? Well, like I, yeah, I like how repetition doesn't change the actual sound material that you are repeating, but does change the mind of the listener. Because when you hear a repetitive element, you get into this very focused, deep listening way you know and you start noticing all the different details and the sound and somehow you become more receptive towards what's happening around you so you go deep into your perception so in that way re repetition definitely affects uh, you know and um, affects us and have yeah psychoacoustic effects on on us and sort of expands our perceptual horizons there's a huge lineup in, in this festival, and I hope this question is not putting you too much on the spotlight. But um, <laughs> is there someone on, that's playing also um, today or, or has already played um, that you would love to collab or that you really think like, oh, we could do something great together? <laughs> uh, I don't know if like uh, I, would, I wouldn't like... <laughs> think about a collaboration but uh, Shellac like the band <laughs> is definitely one of my favorite yeah act uh, playing at the at the festival <laughs> but answer. I can't imagine a collaboration together <laughs> but just like maybe in another universe <laughs> I don't see why not you know? <laughs> I would love <laughs> to see that happen <laughs> um, so go, go back to the new album it's called Spirit Exit mm -hmm. well, what's the thinking behind the name and, and the concept well, it's a bit connected to what we were talking earlier about this idea of music as a portal and uh, a way for me during the pandemics to kind of leave the limitations of my, you know, um, like existential situation at that moment. So like a way to sort of go beyond, you know, my own 
um, yeah, like limitations and like the body sort of limits. So it's like uh, this idea of even like music as a form of like out of body experience. So that's why it's, that's why there is also this word like connected to exit, like this idea of like an outlet, an output, but also spirit because it has this like spiritual tension of going beyond, you know, um, yeah, limits. I mean, you must have seen some very strong reactions when you play live because it's very hypnotic. It's very something you can really get lost in. Have you, you must have seen what, what's the most sort of strange thing you've seen when someone's <laughs> been playing live? Uh, a lot of different reactions, actually. Uh, for me, the most extreme reactions is actually people dancing because <laughs> I don't use drums or beats, but still you can hear a sort of beat in my music because of the fast patterns. So I, I sur- like I often like find myself very surprised when I see people dancing and, you know, exploring the body like expressions in my music, which I love. And that's why I prefer to actually play for not seated audience, because still it's nice to explore physicality when you hear like music and especially like I have a very physical approach to sound. So I like when people explore that aspect in my music. Do you have a dance to your own music? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You said you play in different like settings, so, like from art galleries to mm-hmm. Primavera Sound today. Like, is the set quite the same and you just get different reactions because the setting is completely different? Or you have your, my art gallery kind of set, my festival kind of mood, or how does it work? Um, yeah, I kind of tailor the set to the different venues where I get to play but um, most of the set is is the same I would say and um, mm, I try to keep it very consistent and try to have fun and uh, keep it very real and like live as well like um, yeah but sometimes in big festivals like that this is a bit tricky because (laughs) Yeah, it's but it's also I think very nice to just like keep that raw energy anyway. <laughs> so I try to do that. The new album, Spirit Exit, has three fundamental concepts or three things anchoring the mm-hmm. the, the record. Um, could you explain what what they are and and how it's worked, how the inspiration has worked? Um, I was just like, you know, having a lot of free time during the pandemics and reading a lot um, about like, uh, you know, like female mysticism, different poets, different artists, because their lives sort of resonated with me at that time, because a lot of this like female thinkers were often living like segregated life or like, you know, watching the word from a window or through a filter or like, you know, from afar. And uh, these women were able to really cultivate like a visionary sort of thinking because of that sort of, you know, negated life, because they had to redirect all their energies towards the inside world, like, you know, towards like the cosmic domain of the of their inner world. And somehow I really resonated with this Uh, concept during those days um so this is like definitely an element of uh, of uh, of the new album and inspiration for me and specifically saint teresa davila's uh, the interior castle mm-hmm. uh philosopher uh, rossi raidotti's posthuman yes. theories and emily dickinson yeah yeah emily dickinson i love her poetry so much <laughs> which is an amazing combination of things thank you 
I also really want to ask about um, the uh, the video that you made for mm-hmm. Broken Melody, which is an absolutely lovely video. Um, <laughs> all sort of caves and things like that. Um, wh- firstly, where is it? And secondly, what was the thinking? Um, so the caves are in in Italy, close to Milan, actually, um, close to the Alps. And uh, it's like a really nice spot where they're crazy big and like there are very nice light effects. And the idea was to work with, yeah, solitary female figures like uh, immersed in, in, in beautiful landscapes, basically, and having this moments of contemplation and ecstasy because some of these themes are like recurring in the album. So that was the main inspiration. And then we worked a lot with like extreme slow motion to even like enhance that, um, you know, sort of feeling of, yeah, of slowness and like um, contemplation again. And, uh, but yeah, part of the, of the, of the video was shot outside in this case. And some parts were shot in the theater because, because of, you know, the lights. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, Okay. I have, I have one final question if you don't mind. And actually, Mark, I'm going to ask, ask it of you as well. Um, and I've been trying to think of my own answer, but I don't think I have one. It might seem a stupid question, but you're obviously someone who's studied sound and music and and thought intensely about these kind of things. Do you have a favorite sound? <laughs> Just like a musical sound or any sound? Uh, well, I think um, my favorite sound is still like the sound of electricity. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm very inspired by the sound of electricity in poles, you know, telephone poles, or like these drones that you hear even when you go to the supermarket from the fridges, and like this sort of hum, which uh, is right, right. like this sort of cosmic hum for me, like hum, you know, like so that's that's my main inspiration, and also from the modular synth because when you turn it on, you always hear like a, a sort of noise coming from the instrument and I, I find it interesting because it's like this real living organism producing sound and when you, you, you touch it somehow you interact with this real um, organism. So yeah, that's probably my favorite sound. But I, I, I just uh, decided it now. <laughs> and it's a great answer. Like, <laughs> I well, at first I thought you meant, you know, sometimes the electricity crackles. I don't yes. like that. I don't like that at all. Okay, but like, no. It's more this like uh, hum yeah. from the electricity, like the voltages. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> And yeah. are you are you one of these people that that uh, sleeps to white noise? No, I've never tried that. Did you try it? <laughs> no, I remember for some reason um, when there was a big phase of people saying <laughs> that they could only get to sleep if they had like a vacuum cleaner on in the background. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. People used to go 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 on about it. like so. I, I guess uh, <laughs> I, it was specifically vacuum cleaners as well. They were always yeah. talking about it and. Um, with all kinds of fingers crossed, I've always been quite good at getting to sleep. So I never, I never <laughs> quite needed to I know it. parents also use white noise for babies to fall them asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To make them fall asleep, yeah. Well, did you think of a favorite sound when we were... I think after this answer, I, I it's better <laughs> that I say nothing. Because I really think it, it's, it's a great answer. I could say like, yeah, the sound of the beat or whatever. But <laughs> saying the sound of electricity and being like, it's a, a mantra, like an um. <laughs> that's it I think we have to leave it here there's no better yeah. answer I, yeah I think we really do we're not we're not going to get any better than that 
Uh, the album is out in July, yes, I believe. Exactly. Um, 8th of July. 8th of July. Uh, it's an excellent album. Um, go and listen to it when, when you can. Or go today at the toast stage. Well, no, not, it's not all. <laughs> Both. Yeah, both. But if it, <laughs> you, if you have the chance to go today and and hear it like in like exclusively earlier, just yeah. do it. Take the chance. <laughs> exactly. You. Toes. One of our one of our favorite stages. Of course. At nine twenty. Nine twenty. Katharina, thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.